What is up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of What Do I Know? Where pop culture meets books. Um, I know it, as usual, here I go, with my excuses. It's been a minute. I think my last episode, I uh, dropped that what July first. I didn't even ad like I didn't even advertise about it. Like I didn't put it on any of my Instagrams or anything because I don't know. I, I I don't know if I was really feeling that episode. But surprisingly, it has almost 20 plays, so I think that's pretty good for somebody that, for an episode that I didn't even, um, advertise, so I was pretty, like, I was really jazzed to see that, so yeah, that was awesome, but yeah, I'm sorry, y'all, again, I'm trying to do better, we're eight months into the year, and I'm still trying to do better, but anyway, um, but I'm here with a new episode, um, but yeah, yo, happy August, even though today is what, fucking August 7th, but we're still in the first week, you know, happy August, I cannot believe that we already eight months into the year, like, 2022 is almost over, that is insane to me, we only have, like, what, fucking four months, yeah, wow, we only have four months left of 2022, you know, and I was reflecting on that, I was like, damn, yo, we are more than halfway through the year, you know, and to tell you the truth, I have not really achieved any of the, (laughs) any of the, um, what is it called? What the hell is it called? Uh, goals, I guess, that I had set for myself. Um, you know, I've been trying, but I'm, it's, it's, it's been a little hard. It's been a little hard. Um, but yeah, honestly, you know, what, what were my goals? Like one goal was to lose weight. I honestly don't think I really lost that much weight this year because I've been off and on my workout regimen. I have actually developed a very painful back problem. Like, so like now when I walk or stand for literally more than 10 minutes, my back, you guys, is killing me. And it's been hell because I used to love to walk. Walking was my favorite exercise and I've not been able to go for a walk in two months. Literally, it started in June. The back issue started in June and like, I, I don't know what to do. And of course, you know, as a bigger person, you go to the doctor, the only thing they say is, well, lose weight. Right. It's kind of hard to lose the fucking weight when my back hurts. But anyway, so there's that. Um, yeah, I haven't been keeping up with the damn podcast. It's been a mess. My stand-up, I haven't done any stand-up this year. I don't know, this year, I just haven't really done, even the traveling, like I wanted to travel more this year. I've only been to two trips. Um, and one trip was to a state that I didn't even, I've never had any interest in going in. I went to Jersey in March, but I went for a wedding. I will never go to New Jersey again, by the way. What an awful state. Shout out to the people from Jersey, but that state is not anything. Um, but yeah, I don't know, but we got four more years to fix that. Um, so yeah, we got four more years. At least, you know, we're here. A lot of people didn't make it to August of 2022. So we thank God we're here. And, um, Yeah. I will say the one thing that I kind of have been keeping up with is my reading. I have been reading, I think I've read like six or seven books already this year. My goal is 20, so I need to get back on it. You know, as usual, I fell off. I haven't read a book in two weeks, but I, you know, I've, I've read more than I did last year. I didn't really read anything last year. Um, so yeah, but you know what? We take life one day at a time. This, we're, we're entering a new week. This was the first... I love how, I love when months start at the beginning of the week. So so Monday was August 1st. And so yeah, the first week of August is down. I think I did pretty good this week. I worked out three times this week and um, yeah, 
so yeah and now look I'm recording an episode of my podcast my goal this month is two episodes y'all hold me to it I really listen to it and you know follow me follow my oh yeah that's true follow the follow the Instagram page for what do I know let me bring it up really quick I think it's what do I know hold on okay god damn y'all you know what Instagram is so annoying hold on Okay, follow the Instagram page. The Instagram page is what do I know one, the number one. So W-H-A-T-D-O-I-K-N-O-W-1. What do I know one? That's the Instagram. Then y'all follow my TikTok. My TikTok, you know, is the same shit. I talk about celebrity gossip on there. So y'all follow that. My TikTok is also what do I know, but zero eight. So W-H-A-T-D-O-I-K-N-O-W-O-A. So y'all follow my TikTok and the what do I know Instagram? Um, I don't advertise my personal Instagram. That shit's private. I even need to delete a bunch of people from there because there's so many people that I feel like don't need to be seeing my Instagram. That's a whole nother conversation. Anyway, y'all, so that's it. Let's get started. <clears throat> okay, so first up, gotta talk about Jennifer Lopez. So our girl Jenny from the block, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck got married in Vegas. Um about I want to say like three weeks ago I think they, they got married J- July 17th or 16th um apparently she announced the marriage um in her newsletter to her fans um and yeah they had got engaged in April and decided to tie the knot in Vegas it looks like it was just like a quick little wedding um and you know I guess I think it's interesting that they're even dating again like it's so early 2000s like, literally, I remember when J-Lo and Ben Affleck were dating in the early 2000s because, like I said, I've always been into celebrity gossip. So, I rem- I literally remember being a kid and going to the store with my mom and seeing, you know, back then, there was no Instagram, there was no social media. So, like, you used to get the gossip from the magazine. So, I remember seeing them on the cover of, like, InStyle and People. I remember when they broke up, it was, like, big news. And I remember my mom used to watch this show, Entertainment Tonight, it was on what I don't even remember what channel it was I don't know if it was ABC or NBC it was one of those channels and it would come on at like 9 or 7 p.m and I just remember when they broke up it was just all over the entertainment world like oh my god Benifer's over um so it's so cool to see that they got back together and one thing about JLo she is gonna keep a man okay because she literally just broke up with Alex Rodriguez she was engaged to Alex Rodriguez like last year so, I don't know. The overlap is, like, crazy. One thing about Jennifer Lopez, she is going to keep a man. I mean, I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I do wonder whether... <laughs> I do wonder whether she's, like, one of those women that just doesn't know how to be alone. Because I just think that, you know, if you look at JLo's dating history, she really does always keep a man. I don't know if she's ever really been single as long as she's been in the public eye. She has always been with one man or another. And, um... You know, while she doesn't, she probably doesn't really need these men. She is very wealthy in her own right. But I think she just, she seems to be one of those women that just likes to have a man. And there's nothing wrong with that. She's a beautiful woman. But I just hope she's not rushing things. You know, spinning the block and going back to an ex can go one of two ways. It can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing. I know they were younger when they dated in the early 2000s, but they weren't that damn young. They were already in their 30s. But I guess now in their 50s. You know, they're both in their 50s now, so maybe now it'll work. Um, so, yeah, now they they both, you know, have already been married. They both have, well, he has three kids, which he, he was married to Jennifer Garner. So, 
So he had three kids with her, and then she has two twins with her ex, Mark Anthony. So they already have the kids. They don't got, you know, they don't have to worry about trying to have kids because they both already have kids with their respective, you know, baby mamas and baby daddies. Um, and you know what? Ben Affleck is one smart motherfucker. Getting with, uh, uh, getting with a girl that all that has the same name as your ex-wife. How smart is that? He doesn't ever have to try to remember her name. <laughs> like he was already seeing Jennifer. So that's smart of them. But anyway, congrats to JLo. Um, I really hope it works this time. I really hope it does because whew, it's getting harder and harder to keep up with her love life. But anyway, congratulations, girl. JLo can't sing worth a damn, but she can get a man. Um, all right, next up, we have this Seuss and Miro. So, Seuss and Miro, they are a duo, podcasting duo. Well, like, no, TV TV host duo. They have their own show called Seuss and Miro on Showtime. And, you know, they have a big following. They're very popular media personalities, I guess you could call them. Um, and so, about two or three weeks ago, they announced that they were splitting up, that their show was ending and they are splitting up and they're going to do their own respective projects. So when it was first announced, it was like a big deal. Like people were really upset. Their fans were really upset. And everybody was speculating on what happened. Because I think they said this past season was the last season that they had. Um, and so there's a lot of speculation. They were saying his their manager had something to do with it. Um, just a lot of stuff. Um, I was reading one of them. I'm trying to see where it is. One of them did speak on it. Let me see. Okay, Mero spoke on it. I think Mero is the Hispanic one. Because one is Hispanic, one is Jamaican. To tell you the truth, I am not big fans of their show. So I don't know which one is which. I've only watched your show in bits and pieces on Twitter. But I know they're very popular. Um, And I'm sorry, I never know which one is which. I think Jesus is the black one and Mero is the Spanish one. I think. So anyway, so Mero went on the Sirius XM podcast called Basic, and he kind of commented on it, and he said that him and DeSeuss had discussed pursuing separate interests for over a year prior to the show coming to an end. Uh, the conversation solidified us in signing overall agreements that recognize our intent to operate independent of one another. As far back as June of last year, we were both pitching or looking to join existing projects as individuals. So basically, he's saying that they had already, according to him, they had already planned to go their separate ways. And this was planned, you know, a year in advance. I don't know how much I believe that. Uh-uh. <laughs> but you know what? I wish them the best. I know it's not easy working with other people, even if they are your friends. It's not easy working with people. You know, everybody has, even if you and your friend get along great, you guys think very similar. There's always going to be some, there's always going to be some uh, creative difference somewhere. Okay, and then if you're if you guys aren't strong mentally, there's always going to be people trying to divide you because, you know, they're jealous or whatever. So if you guys aren't strong mentally and your friendship isn't already strong, it can be very difficult to work with to work with other people. That's part of the reason why I thought about doing my podcast with other people like friends or like my sister. But then I was like, I don't want to have to deal with anybody. Like, I don't want to hear I don't want to hear your ideas. People already try to give me ideas. And it's like, okay, thank you. I most likely won't be using that shit. But thank you. Like, it's not easy working with people, you know? So that's why, you know, I can kind of understand the breakup. But, you know, I wish them both well. Like I said, it was a big deal. People were very upset. Personally, I never really watched your show. I think it was first on on Vice. Then they went over to Showtime. I 
I've never watched it. I would see, like I said, I would see clips on Twitter, and I mean, they're okay, but I don't think they were my cup of tea. But anyway, I wish them both the best, you know. Um, I hope whatever they all, whatever they decide to do, they <sighs> succeed in it. Anyway, next up, we're gonna talk about Shelly and Frazier. So Shelly and Frazier is a track star. Um, she is a Jamaican track track star, and she's literally one of the fastest, if not, I think, the fastest woman in the world. Um, so this past like week or two was some type of track event. It looks like okay, the Diamond League meet in Poland. There's a bunch of track stars here, like from all over the world. And so, um, she, this was back in, uh, July, no, no, July, or maybe this was today, uh, I can't tell, but anyway, she, uh, what is it, what did they say, she clocked 10.66 seconds in the, I think, 100 meter race or something, but basically, she's, like, literally one of the fastest women in the world now. And I just want to say big up to Jamaica. Big up, Jamaica! I love Jamaicans, y'all. I love them. I just think they are so cool. I love the accent. I feel like they're, like, the Nigerians of the Caribbean. Like, shout out to the other Caribbean countries. I don't want to offend anybody. Uh, one of my childhood friends growing up was actually Trinidad from Trinidad. Or, well, her mom was from Trinidad. But I don't want to offend anybody. But I love Jamaicans, yo. I just love the accent. Big up! You know, they make the noises and stuff. Like, I just, I love it. I love reggae, but I like old reggae. I don't listen to any of the new people. But yeah, so Big Up Jamaica, yo, that's a big deal. They're very fast people. I mean, the fastest man in the world is, um, who, 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 what's his name? Usain Bolt. He's Jamaican too. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the oxtail. You know, they like that oxtail. You know what? I don't really like oxtail though. I've had oxtail before and I didn't really like it. But I don't know if it's the oxtail or the Jamaican beef patties. Oh, I love a Jamaican beef patty. I recently tried Jamaican beef patty inside of cocoa bread. Bro, that shit was delicious. Woo! It was so good. There's no, you know, and I live, you know, where I live, there's not any good, like, there's no Jamaican restaurants here. I have to go all the way to fucking Maryland for Jamaican food or Nigerian food. I have to just travel far for any good food. But, um... Yeah, yo, I don't know what it is, but <sighs> Jamaicans are fast as hell. So congrats to Shelly Ann Frazier. Um, and she is so pretty too. I love like how she wears different wigs. I love how the track girls, like some of them, like they still like, you know, like to wear the wigs and the nails. Like, I love that. It, they just, they look so beautiful running. Um, I tried track in high school and it was not for me. I don't know why I thought I could do it. I was fat, but anyway, Next up, gotta talk about, of course, the Queen Bee, and not Little Kim, even though she is the Queen Bee as well, Little Kim the Queen Bee, so you best be, what is the, what's the line, Little Kim the Queen Bee, so you best be, yes indeed, whatever it is, anyway, we're talking about the other Queen Bee, Queen Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter, y'all, she released her one number studio album is this her seventh studio album on july 29th the album is called renaissance and um so she had announced the she had announced the album like two or three weeks prior in early july and um 
she released the first single, Break My Soul. Now, when I had first heard Break My Soul, um, like, <laughs> I, I thought it was just okay. Like, Break My Soul was not my favorite. Um, you know, when I had first heard it, I just thought it was okay. Let me see if I can play it really quick. Um, let me see if I can play it. heard it so that's break my soul so that was the first single that she released and i just thought it i thought the song was okay um it was okay like i just i i wasn't i wouldn't say it was my favorite song so but she released the whole album on the 29th and when she released it when i tell you that my whole twitter timeline oh my god people loved it people waited to hear it. I was already awake at midnight when it dropped, because it dropped midnight, Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. West Coast Time. So, yeah, people really love this album. I mean, most people on my timeline, anyway, really like the album. Um, and if you don't like it, well, you don't get it. Uh, it's not for you, basically. If, basically, if you don't like Beyonce's album, it's not for you. But, I will say, so, one thing I'll say about the album what I think about it, I do like the album, it's different from the, it's different from what I'm used to from Beyonce, I'll say that, it's very different, it's not the kind of music that I would normally listen to, I think it's like, I think the album is considered like house music mixed with like, um, I don't know, like disco or something, so it's not something that I would have listened to if it wasn't Beyonce, but I like it, like, I will say it's one of those albums that you have to listen to in order, like, you really can't listen to the songs out of place, everything, everything is very cohesive with the album, which I really like, the transitions were chef kiss, I mean, the transition from each song is really amazing, um, you know, you almost can't even tell when you're in a new song, so, um, I really like that about the album, I really like that, so, um, yeah, so the album is called Renaissance, and, um, I encourage you to listen to it if you haven't already started streaming it, it's a, it's, it's a good album, I don't really have any favorites, to be honest, I like, I mean, I don't know, which ones I like, I don't know, I, I did like Pure and Hun- Pure Honey, that was good, um, Alien Superstar is good, I like I'm Not Girl, so I guess I do have some favorites, but yeah, the album to me is good, but like I said, it's just different, it's very different from what we are used to with Beyonce, um, you know, so this is her, her seventh studio album, this is her first independent album since 2016, when Lemonade came out, because you know, after Lemonade, her and Jay-Z had that joint album in 2018, um, I don't remember what that one was called, and that album was okay, I'm really glad this one she's by herself, though, I was not in the mood for another joint album, um, then after that was, uh, Black is King, which she had released in, in conjunction with, um, The Lion King, I think that came out in 2019, 2019 or 2020, that was met with mixed reviews, I remember a lot of people, some people liked it, some didn't, I remember a lot of Africans kind of didn't really like it, I thought it was okay, (laughs) there were songs there that I liked, but, um, 
so yeah, so this is our girl's first, like, album by herself since 2016, which I really cannot believe. I rem- I cannot believe Lemonade is six years old. I remember when Lemonade came out. That was another album that I just thought was okay. That wasn't one of my favorite Beyonce albums, I gotta tell you the truth. It was just okay to me. But, um, yeah, so this is actually, this, Renaissance is Act 1. She's actually gonna release a trilogy. So this is Act 1 Renaissance, and then I guess we're gonna get Act 2, I don't know, maybe next year or something. Um, and so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if after this trilogy of albums, Beyonce goes on a long retirement. Because I just feel like she's given us so much... She's given us a lot. Beyonce's catalog is catalog is huge. Okay? Now, and we're not even including Destiny's Child stuff. Like, just her as an independent solo artist, her catalog is huge. And so I wouldn't be surprised if after these albums, our girl goes on, like, a 10-year retirement. Because, one, she is getting older. Um, You know, this year, Beyonce's going to be 41 or 42. I think actually 42, yeah. So, she, you know, she... No, no, 41. Yeah, 41. Okay. She's getting older, plus, you know, she has three kids now, and they're getting older, and I know she wants, she probably want to be more involved in their life, um, because, you know, it's not easy being a working mom, so I wouldn't be surprised if after this album, she goes on a very long retirement, maybe does things here and there, people talk about maybe we'll get a, uh, Destiny's Child reunion, I would not hold my breath, <laughs> I don't know if Beyonce's ever gonna get back with Destiny's Child, um, and if y'all are waiting for her to get back with the original members, again, do not hold your breath. We might get that when they're, like, in their 60s and Beyonce's, like, super bored. But I wouldn't hold my breath for any, like, Destiny Child. Definitely, I wouldn't hold my breath for any Destiny Child new music. Um, and I would be surprised if they even did any type of reunion. I just feel like Beyonce's done with that, but who knows. Um, so yeah, Renaissance, you know, like I said, it's a pretty good album. And it received pretty great reviews. Let me see what it... I'm sure it's, like, number one. Let me see. I can't tell. I don't know. It doesn't really say what it's been ranked, but I'm sure it's number one. I think it was number one on iTunes or something, but, yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Now, of course, no great artist is an artist without controversy. So, of course, before Beyonce's album came out, it was somehow leaked. Oh, no, no, hold up. Yeah, to go back. The album was actually leaked. I forgot to mention that. So, the album had been leaked two days prior, which is insane. Because Beyonce is so meticulous and very, like, secretive. And I think everybody that works with her has to sign an NDA. Like, Beyonce does not play. But it looks like even she is not immune to an album leak. Album leaks are so common now. Um, because everything is done online, and you know, anything you do online is not, cannot be 100% trusted, especially when you have many people dealing with, with it, you know, one thing that I've learned when I was studying for the certification college security plus, um, everything you do online has a risk, so yeah, so, um, somehow the album got leaked two days prior, and so when it got leaked, it came out that, um, Beyonce is actually going to be sampling Khalees, who is, um, who is a singer from, like, the early 2000s and stuff, y'all, if y'all don't know Khalees, it's Khalees, she has that milkshake song, let me, let me bring it up really quick, so jog your memory, where is it?
can teach you, but I have to teach y'all. So that's Khalees, y'all. In case y'all didn't know, she is a singer. She has many different. She has many other songs, but I think we all know her as Milkshake. I remember when Milkshake came out. I was seven years old when Milkshake came out. It came out like in 0203. And I actually have this very like core memory of listening to the song Milkshake with my mom in her car. We were like driving somewhere. And I have this core memory of listening to the radio. Because my parents did not monitor. They didn't censor anything. We could listen to whatever the fuck we wanted. So we're listening to Milkshake on the radio. And I just remember asking my mom. I was like, what does she mean by Milkshake? I, I remember asking my mom. I was like, what is Milkshake? And I just remember my mom, she was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I just have this core memory of asking my mom, why what, why is she saying that? Like, how, why would a milkshake bring the boys to the yard? You know, I'm seven years old. Now that I'm calling, I'm like, oh. But yeah, yo, the song is a classic. But <sighs> Khalees was not happy. So basically, Beyonce sample. But they're saying it's not even a sample. They're saying it's called an interlope. What is, what is the word? interpolation so what it is is in the song energy beyonce has um beyonce has like at the end somebody going la 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 let me see if i can find it because because she later removed it i want to see if it's still there though um so like it's it's called an interpolation which i'm not even sure what that means but basically i guess it's not really a sample it's just like it's, it's, it's similar to a sample. Here it is, I think. Y'all heard that la 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 part? So that is, I guess, the sample from Khalees. And so Khalees was not happy about that. She was very um, upset when I guess somebody pointed it out to her. So she had, um, she did this whole rant about, let me see if I can bring it up. She did a whole rant about, you know, the situation and how, whatever, whatever. Let me bring it up for y'all. So just to add to my thought, (laughs) here's the issue, okay? This is not about, really not about Beyonce or anything else for that. The reality is, okay, and I said what I said, so still all facts, okay? But the reality is that this is more about the fact that like there's a lot of hypocrisy and there's a lot of nonsense. So we've got Pharrell who did a video, uh, sorry, an interview, I think last year, talking about artists' rights and how people should be able to rework their deals and artists should be getting credit for what they've done and all this stuff. Or in reality, when I was signed to him, I had the same manager that he had, and he has writing credits on my records, okay? All my singles, coincidentally, and he never wrote a song, a lyric, a day in his life, okay? And so, yeah, that's a problem. Number two, we've got Beyonce, who, like I said, out of human decency and artistry and female, just all of the stuff she sings about, all this empowerment and stuff, I don't talk about it, I am about it, okay? So the reality is, all of this female empowerment stuff, it only counts if you really do it. If you're really living it and walking the walk. Don't just talk the talk, it's real cute and fun to sing all these girls' songs. Come on now, let's be real, all right? And then thirdly, you want to talk about Pharrell saying, oh, cause I'm happy. I'd be happy too if I was still on all kinds of folks publishing and writes the songs and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I actually really, really wouldn't be happy because it's evil. But the point is, okay, is that there's a lot of hypocrisy and someone has to talk about it and bring it up 
and it just so happened that I'm, I was thrown in this. It's not like I looked for it. I was actually, last night, I was posting on my Bounty and Full page just doing my own thing. And then I saw one of my fan pages, and someone was like, oh, that's a collaboration. Collaboration between B and Khalees. No, it's not a collaboration. It's called thievery, because a collaboration, the definition of collaboration, it means that we are working together. There's no working together if you are not even checking to see if everything's cool. That's a problem, okay? I would never do that to another artist, for real. I never have, I never would. Why? Because what's the point? If I like it so much, why wouldn't I just be like, yo, I really like it. Can I use it? What's up? Like, whatever. That doesn't happen, right? It's nonsense. Because some people, I don't know if they, I don't know what they think. I really, I don't even care. The point is, something has to be done about it. I'm not just going to talk about it. I'm not going to pop off all the time. I'm saying what I have to say because it's true, okay? But I do think that something needs to be done. It happens to a lot of artists. It happens all the time. And I think that really something needs to change. And this just might be the fuel that I needed to actually do it. Because honestly, I try to keep to myself and stay out of the drama. But if it keeps coming to me, what else am I going to do? Right? That's all. So... Say what you want to say. I don't really care. Peace. All right, y'all. So y'all just heard Khalees and her rant um, about the the whole situation. And so basically what it is is beyond uh Khalees' beef with Beyonce is that she didn't call her and hit her up to let her know that she was going to be using, I guess, a sample or like at least her likeness in one of her songs. So that's one beef. And then of course, if you guys don't know, Beyonce, I mean not Beyonce, Khalees and Pharrell have been beefing for years because Khalees, when she first came out, she was signed, I think, to Pharrell. And his, like, record label or whatever back in the early 2000s when she first came out. And so, basically, Pharrell did what all owners of record labels do. He duped her. He be, I think he owns her masters and has writing credits on songs that he doesn't, I guess, that he didn't write on. And, you know, basically has duped her. Like, like all major all major record label owners do. I, I have no idea why time and time again they all like to dupe their artists. But it's just greed. But anyway... So, you know, Khalees was angry, I guess, when she saw that Beyonce sampled her or whatever, but didn't call her to let her know that she was going to do that. And so this is my, everybody has an opinion about it. Some people are on Khalees' side, some people are on Beyonce's side. The, the fact of the matter is that the common enemy is Pharrell, okay? In my opinion, Beyonce did nothing wrong. Uh, knowing Beyonce, she definitely got it cleared by the people that are in charge of the song, Okay, Beyonce is not the kind of artist that would just sample a song and not get it cleared. That's not how she operates. She definitely got the song cleared by whoever she was supposed to get it cleared by, whether that's Pharrell or who. So, she went about the correct channels. Now, should she have have, have hit up Khalees to let her know? Mm, some people say yes. Personally, I say no. I don't understand why she needs to do that. That's not how it works in the... like. I'm not in the music business, but from my understanding, that's not really how it works. I think it only works like that if you're close to the artist. Like, if Khalees and Beyonce are really good friends and they hang out all the time, okay. You know, hit Khalees up. Hey, girl, I'm going to put you, put 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 your, your voice likeness on my record. Like, let's say Beyonce was going to sample Kelly. Kelly Rowland, who everybody, if you don't know, that is like one of Beyonce's closest friends. They're both in Destiny's Shop together. And they have been friends for over three decades. If she was going to, like, sample Kelly's voice okay that's someone that, sh- that could be like you could have hit me up Khalees why would Beyonce hit you up to do that I just don't understand why she would do that so you know I think that Khalees's anger is just directed at the wrong person you need to be putting that anger to Pharrell 
and all the people involved in you know your early music days that own your that obviously own your masters that's who the anger should be at not Beyonce and so you know with all the commotion surrounding that sample Beyonce said you know what <laughs> let me just go ahead and take you off the record so Beyonce has taken um Khalees's I guess interpolation um, of Milkshake. She's taking it off of the song Energy. And I guess she took it off and re-released it. Um, and so, you know, I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was so fucking smart and hilarious to be honest. Beyonce said, okay, you don't want your voice on my record? Alright, girl. It's gone. It's gone. So I think, like, I don't know if she's re-releasing energy. I was kind of confused about that because I don't know how you can take somebody's how she can take it off when she already released the album, but um, basically, yeah, she took her off. And I just think that that is the best way to deal with people or deal with somebody that is being difficult like Khalees. Just take her off. There you go. There you are. Goodbye. Like, Beyonce said, I don't need the stress. Um, and so, yeah, so she took her off. And, you know, like I said, I just think it's, I think it's a little ridiculous, but you know what? It is what it is. So that's what happened with Khalees and Beyonce with that. And then Beyonce also got backlash because in one of the songs, she says the word spaz. It might be in the same song. She says spaz. And so she has to take that out because, you know, in case y'all don't know, I guess spaz is offensive to the disabled community. Um and it's ableist or something, because I remember Lizzo got in trouble for that a couple months ago on her first song, I'm gonna tell you the truth, I didn't know that was an offensive term, I have never in my life heard spaz is an offensive term, but who am I to tell people what's offensive, I just think, anyway, that's a whole other conversation, but yeah, so she has to take that, uh, blip out of one of her songs, but all in all, the album is great, and you know, one thing about it, you're not you're, you're, you're not a, a mega superstar if people aren't coming for you. So, there we go. Alright, next up, in more music news. Yesterday, August 6th, was the two-year anniversary of WAP. WAP? Y'all remember that song, WAP, by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion? I cannot believe it's been two years. I, I literally remember when they announced they were going to be collabing, and I was so excited because Cardi and Mag are, like, one of my favorite, you know, rappers of the moment, and I was so excited, and I remember when the song came out, whoo, let me refresh y'all's memory if you forgot which song is WAP, and WAP stands for wet-ass P-word, I, I don't know if I can say it, but I think you know what I mean, let me find it, I love this song, Yeah, I remember that song. Okay, WAP literally was such a culture shift. Like, I remember when it came out, they had people pissed. I remember Republicans were so mad. There were all these Republicans on Twitter going off about, you know, this isn't the kind of music that 
that little girl she was listening to. And men were mad. Men were so mad. There were so many mad men out there about this song, y'all. It was a very big deal when it first came out. And, um, you know, personally for me, I like the song. I do like it. Is it raunchy and, and explicit? Yeah. Okay, but that's, you know, a lot of female rap is. That's just how it is. Um, and I just feel like the whole, you know, argument about, oh, children shouldn't listen to it. If you're a good parent, your child should not be hearing this song. I can tell you that right now. And as somebody who grew up not really being, like, my parents, like I said, did not censor anything. I could watch whatever I wanted. I could listen to whatever I wanted. Now, I wouldn't say that's the best idea because I do think it kind of, like, messed my brain up a little bit when I was younger. But I can say your your child will grow up to be okay. Like, I do think that you should monitor what your kids do. I'm not saying to go the route of just letting them look at whatever because you do definitely need to monitor what they do. But I'm just saying that your child is not going to die if they hear WAP. And if they do hear WAP, that's on you because you're the parent. You're supposed to be monitoring them. Hello? It is not the artist's job to censor themselves. It's your job because they're not marketing WAP to children, okay? WAP is for grown-ass people, okay, that can talk about that, not for little kids. So if your little 8-year-old child is listening to WAP, you, as the adult, need to rethink your parenting, not the other way around. Like, I just hate that argument when people are like, well, my children, my children, first of all, if your children accidentally hear WAP, they will be just fine. But if they purposely bring up WAP, that's on you. And I know that, yes, as a parent, it's getting harder and harder to censor, child. It's getting harder. Like, again, I grew up in the early 2000s. It, I feel like it was a little bit easier back then because the only way you could see those things is TV and the magazines. Like, we, again, no social media, no phones. I mean, there were phones, but you couldn't do anything on the phone, you know? So I definitely, I know it's getting harder to um, protect children. And then also when they go to school, you know, they're mixing with kids who, you know, are whose parents might not monitor them as much. So they're seeing things that they shouldn't. But just try your best. And that's all I can say about that. Like, I just don't think that an artist needs to censor themselves for your child. But anyway, WAP was a game changer. Still one of my favorite songs. Megan Thee Stallion's verse in it was Chef's Kiss. She slid on that song. And, you know, I'm sorry. And, and shout out to Cardi because I know Cardi knows that Meg's verse was better than hers. Because that is Cardi's song that Meg is featuring on. And there's nothing worse in the feature having a better uh, verse than you. But they both did really well. But Meg's verse was really something. I love that first verse. That first verse is, that's my verse right there. But anyway, so yeah, happy two-year anniversary to, happy two-year birthday to WAP. Um, I think it went, like, platinum or something. Like, it did really, it's done really well. Like, even, yeah, here it is. It went seven times platinum. So yeah, the song is literally, I think, both, probably, I think both of their biggest songs. So yeah, and then I'm glad to see that they're still pretty good friends. You know, female rappers, you know female rappers, y'all. They go in and out of friendship, but I'm happy to see that. Meg and Cardi are still very good friends, but y'all know WAP is low-key, I think, what made Nikki and Meg fall out, but that's a whole nother conversation. Anyway, so yeah, next up, we're going to talk about Zahara Jolie Pitt, who is the daughter of um, Brad and Angelina, well, Angelina Jolie, and I guess Brad Pitt, I don't really know. Anyway, (laughs) so Zahara um, is the daughter of Angelina and Brad, she was adopted from Ethiopia, 
by Angelina Jolie. And, um, you know, I remember when Angelina adopted her. Again, I've been looking at celebrity gossip since I was a child. So I remember when she was adopted back in, like, I think she was born in 05. So, like, I think Angelina adopted her, like, in 06 or something. And she was, like, very little, very small girl. Beautiful girl. Um, and so she just got into Spelman University, y'all. She's going to Spelman. Um, and Spelman is, you know, a historically black college. It's an all-girls school. I think it's in Atlanta. Let me look that up. I don't want to get that wrong. Yup, Spelman. It's in Atlanta, Georgia. It's a historically black university. And I am so proud and happy for Zahara for getting in. Because she can go to any school she wants. Her mom is Angelina Jolie. Um, but she's choosing an HBCU. Like, you go, girl. I wish I went to an HBCU. I went to a PWI. PWI is a predominantly white institute. And, you know, shout out to my PWI, shout out for the degree that I do not use. But, um, I definitely wish I went to an HBCU. You know, there's nothing like going to school with people that look like you. Um, you know, and someone like Zahara that, you know, was adopted by white people and, you know, surrounded by white people. I know it's going to be nice for her to go to a school that, with people that look like her, you know? So I am very excited and Spelman is a great school. Now... It was funny because recently uh, Brad Pitt was on the red carpet. I don't know what he was promoting. And they asked him about, uh, they asked him about um, Zahara. Let me see if I can bring the video up, y'all. About Zahara um, going to Spelman. And he just, his reaction was just tells me that the man is not really in her life. Let me see what I find. And I could be wrong. I know that, you know, so Brian and Angelina, they broke up like a couple years ago, and I know that they've been having a custody battle for the kids. Um, let me see if I can find it. Here it is. Oh, this is long. Is this it? Let me find it. Let me tell you something. I'm about to pay for that YouTube no ad thing, because I'm getting tired of this. I use YouTube a lot, and I'm so sick of seeing these fucking commercials. Okay, I don't know. I, I'm tr- I was trying to find the actual video. Anyway, so they've been fighting over custody. But the reason, so what I'm trying to figure out, I don't know how involved he is with the kid's life because I just feel like he never really wanted the adopted kids in the first place. Because, you know, Angelina has adopted like four kids and then they have three kids on their own. I think that's right. Oh, no, no. Okay, she adopted three kids and then she has three biological kids. So she has six kids. So the three biological kids are with Brad. And then she adopted the three other kids before her and Brad were married. So the kids were kind of already there. So I kind of wonder whether he is even really in the adopted kid's life. Because, you know, I don't. I always felt like he never really wanted them. But anyway, I don't know how involved he is with their life. So I don't know. I'm not going to say too much. But anyway, congratulations to um, Zahara. Jolie Pitt, I guess, is that her name, or just Jolie, congratulations to her, um, good luck, girl, you are going to love Spellman. I, I know, like, two people that went to Spellman, and they really love their, they really enjoy their time at Spellman, so, you're gonna love it, girl, okay, moving on, y'all, we gotta talk, time is going, and, you know, I don't like my podcast more than an hour, I know, you know, our generation, our attention span is very short, anyway, y'all, we gotta talk about <laughs> this Jackie 
in that situation? We gotta talk about it. Okay, so what's going on? Jackie Aina. I don't know if I'm seeing the, her last name right. Jackie Aina, who is a YouTube makeup, and now she's like a lifestyle influencer. She's been in the, you know, content creation game for a very long time. Jackie's like part of the OG makeup YouTube, you know, just OG YouTuber. I remember seeing her videos back in the day. So she has come under fire because now, like I said, she's branched out into lifestyle things. Like she's branched out from YouTube. So she does candles now. So she just released a new candle line called Owambe. Owambe. Um, and so the candle line is called the Owambe Collection, and it has four candles. It's the Sarasuke candle. I'm trying to find the, the, the other names. Sarasuke. One of them is uh, Soft Life. One of them is... Uh, where, why can't I find the candle name, y'all? Soft Life. What were the other ones? She had like some corny ass names. I couldn't even. I can't even. Hold on. Here we go. Okay. It is um, Soft Life. Okay. I, I can't find the other three names. But basically, two of them is Soft Life. Oh, I'm. Uh, Soft Life. Sorosoke. Is this it? What the fuck is it called? I don't know what the other two are called. Anyway, so she just released a candle line shot. And so, basically, so what Awambe means, Awambe is a um, Yoruba word. Yoruba is a tribe in Nigeria. It's Yoruba word. It means, like, party celebration. And so, when I first saw, here it is. Okay. The, the candles are Shurasoke. Spice of Life, No Wahala, and Soft Life. So when I first saw the collection, I didn't really think anything of it. I was like, oh, cool, okay. Like, because one thing about it, let me preface this. I don't really pay attention to Jackie Aina. She's never really been my cup of tea. I never even watched her. I never even used to watch her makeup videos on, on YouTube. I maybe would watch like one or two. I never really was into her. I was never into her content. I just felt like, especially the makeup, she talked too much. I, when I used to watch makeup tutorials, I like the people that put the makeup on and don't talk. Just put the shit on your face. I don't want to hear any stories. So, I think that's the reason why I didn't really like her um, YouTube. So, I've never really paid any attention to Jackie. Um, and in the past, she's been involved in other controversies. But again, I never really paid any attention to her. So, I remember when this first, when people, when this came out that she, you know, released the line. I saw the line and I just thought, okay, that's, you know, kind of corny, but okay. So, basically, she came under fire because one of the names of the candles is Sorosoke. And Sorosoke is a Yoruba phrase that kind of roughly translates to, like, speak up or speak louder. And the reason why she came under fire for naming it that is because, I guess, the term had been linked to the 2020 and stars movement. Y'all know, I did a video about that back in 2020. And stars was, like, a movement in Nigeria that was protesting the, you know, Nigerian police officers and the, you know, whole police brutality situation going on over there. Because, you know, all over the world, there is police brutality. And so, you know, unfortunately, in SARS, they also had the, you know, when the those protesters, young young Nigerian protesters, were murdered by the Nigerian police. So it's a very sensitive topic for Nigerians. And so at the time of the protest, a lot of 
high-profile Nigerians were, were coming out to speak and making statements about it. Jackie Aina was not one of them. Now, I don't know if she later said something, but at the time, she did not speak about it. And a lot of people, I remember at the time, a lot of people were not happy about, about it. She wasn't saying anything. And so that is the main reason why people are mad because they're like, you are trying to capitalize off of, you know, you're, you're one, you're trying to capitalize off of being Nigerian. And from my understanding, Jackie just started claiming being Nigerian in the last like couple of years. I, when I tell you, I just found out Jackie Aina was half Nigerian a couple years ago. I had no idea she was half Nigerian because she never really used to talk about it. But I think now that it's becoming popular, you know, Nigerians, we're hot. I mean, we've always been hot, but we're really hot right now with the, you know, Afrobeats and um, Afrobeats is becoming very mainstream now. You know, you go to the mall and you, you're you hearing damn whiskey at the mall in America. So we are really getting hot right now. And with also um, Nigerian movies on Netflix, we are really becoming the HAIC's head Africans in charge. So... You know, um, Jackie, I think that's why now she's, like, claiming her Nigerian side. Because I feel like for a long time she really did not claim it. Again, I didn't really keep up with her, so I don't know. But, so, yeah, so people are just mad because, you know, you are putting this term. And, like, somebody broke it down. They're like, it's kind of like putting Black Lives Matter on a candle. You know, you're, it's insensitive. So, um, so that's been the backlash. And, you know... It's just, it's interesting to me, you know, because I definitely do think that she is trying to, again, like I said, capitalize off of being Nigerian. And while there's nothing wrong with that, per se, you got to do it in a smart way. And that was not a smart way. And, um, you know, I think it's because somebody said that people were, people that keep up with her said that she, her dad is, an, is Nigerian, but she, I guess her dad was not really in her life. So that kind of makes sense as to why she's kind of tone deaf and didn't, you know, just would do something like that. And, you know, even besides the Sarah Soke part, I just thought the whole line was corny. Like, naming your candle line Owambi, and then naming the candles these random fucking Nigerian terms, like soft life and Noah. I mean, it's like she just picked random fucking terms and named it the candle. Like, what would Noahala smell like? Noahala means no problem. Wahala means problems in, um, well, it's a term in Nigeria. I don't even know what language it is in Nigeria. But yeah, I just, so yeah, so people were eating her up on Twitter and Instagram. They were going in on her. It was a big thing, big deal, y'all. And so she's actually pulled the line. Sephora pulled it. She pulled that line. She said, oh, or maybe Sephora said, girl, we got to take this line out of here. You're, you know, people are not feeling it. And um, so, yeah, so they came out and it was, uh, you know, just everybody was going in the whole couple of days. And so Jackie did come out with an apology. Let me see if I can find the apology. Her company came out with the apology. I'm trying to find it. I thought I had it up. Okay, yeah. So Jackie and her lifestyle brand, Forever Mood, they issue an apology. So Jackie says this. Hello, everyone. As a brand owner of Forever Mood, I understand our decision has severely hurt members of my Nigerian community with the naming of the candle, Jorosoke. We missed the mark on this, and it will never happen again. Empowerment and respect is the ethos of forever, and that was unfortunately not properly conveyed in the naming of the candle. We accept full responsibility, and I recognize the gravity of this error. To that effect, this candle will be pulled from the market and production immediately. I apologize for the hurt this has caused, and I thank you for holding us accountable. Jackie Aina and Forever Muti. That's the apology, y'all. Typical celebrity apology. 
you know, a lot of people aren't feeling the apology. Me, personally, I just think it's one of those PR-ass apologies. I doubt she wrote it on her own. I just think, I, I, I just, I'm getting tired of celebrities doing things like this and then coming out to apologize. You know, something, it was just tone deaf. It was tone deaf. And it just kind of lets me know how out of touch with her Nigerian side she really is. I don't really think Jackie... I, like I said, I just feel like she is trying to claim being Nigerian now because it's what's in style, okay? I don't think she really, in her heart, cares about being Nigerian. And I, you know, I can understand that if, you know, I, I, like I said, I don't know much about her, but people are seeing that her dad was dying in her life. So I can kind of understand how she could be a little bit resentful about her Nigerian side because her Nigerian dad was never in her life. So I'm not I'm not saying she needs to be proud or any of that stuff. I'm just saying that girl, if you're gonna try to profit, you can't be this tone deaf. Okay, this whole situation is a mess. It could have easily been avoided. And yeah, I don't know. The apologies, whatever. At least she apologized, but I just feel like it's not a sincere apology. And yeah, I don't know. People are saying that, you know, we're the situation being blown out of control. Y'all were waiting for a chance to jump at Jackie. Not me personally, but yeah, some, I know Jackie, she does have people that don't like her because she has done other problematic things in the past. So, I, so I've so i heard. Again, never really kept track of her. But anyway, good luck to her. Um, Next time, girl, next time you want to profit off of being Nigerian, let's be smart about it. Let's, inc- how about you incorporate some Nigerians into your team? Maybe even try to make some Nigerian friends and not the corny type, the real Nigerian friends because... You know, like I said, there's a way to capitalize off of being Nigerian without being corny. Anyway, so that's that, y'all. That's it for, for pop culture. What do I know? Sorry, I keep forgetting to say that part. But what do I know? Um, so next up, we're gonna move on to Iffy Rants. Um, my rant today is a little personal. I am gonna do a little bit of a personal rant. So my rant today is about friendship and how when you are, I feel like when, when you are friends with people, it's important for you to know your place in their life. So I I saw this TikTok once from this wedding planner and she was saying how weddings can kind of break up friendships because, you know, the bride and groom will pick people to be in their wedding party. And maybe those people did, maybe the people that they pick they might leave some friends out that that thought, oh, I, well, I thought I was going to be in your wedding party. And they're like, well, no. So the, the wedding planners are seeing that in your mind, your friend might be like a two. Like, let's rank it. Like, your friend, your friend's one to five. One being a high friend, like close best friend, two close friend, you know. But five being like an acquaintance. So in your mind, your friend is a two. You're close friend. But in her mind, you're like a four. You're almost an acquaintance. And so I think that it's important during, so basically I bring that up to say, I am, I have a friend that's getting married and she did not make me a bridesmaid and it really didn't hurt my feelings a lot. I'm not going to lie. I was very hurt by her decision of not making me a bridesmaid, but after a while I thought about it and I was like, number one, it's her motherfucking wedding, you know? And that's how I think people, if you're hurt by something like that, you got to think, you got to try not to be selfish and think like, it's her wedding. She can pick whoever she wants to be a bridesmaid. She's not obligated to pick me to be a bridesmaid. But that doesn't negate my feelings. I was very hurt by the by the decision. And um, it really took me back to that TikTok where that woman is saying that 
you know, in your mind, you're, you, you might be close friends with that friend, but in their mind, you're not close friends, you know? And weddings definitely can make or break a friendship for sure. You know, I was very upset about it for a little while, but I have kind of gotten over it because one, I thought about the plus side. Now I don't have to buy some dumbass dress that I know I'm not even going to like. And, um, <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I had a similar situation with another friend a couple years ago that, you know, what was funny. That one was the opposite. She made me a bridesmaid and I, I didn't understand why she was thinking of bridesmaid because I felt like we weren't that close, you know, even though, and not friend, me and her are childhood friends, but like, as we've gotten older, we have not been as close anymore, because we are now adults, we're not, you know, we met in seventh grade, like, we're, at the time, we were 24, 25 for her wedding, you know, I just felt like we weren't that close, and it almost ruined our friendship, because I kind of expressed her, I was like, I don't really want to be a bridesmaid, but I didn't want to be a bridesmaid for other reasons, like, at the time, I was, like, broke as fuck, you know, my eczema was bad, so there was, like, reasons why I didn't want to be a bridesmaid, but, so it kind of ruined, it almost ruined our friendship because I had expressed to her that I didn't want to be a bridesmaid, and I said, it's, it's not, it's because we're not that close, and she got super upset. In the end, I did become a bridesmaid, and it was great. You know, the wedding was beautiful, and I am happy that I was a part of it. So it's so funny that now I'm having a different situation with this friend because I'm thinking, bitch, I thought we were close. You know, I, 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 I'm thinking we're close friends. So I really thought I was going to be a bridesmaid, and the, and the, and the thing about it, I, Okay, y'all. Anyway, I don't know what happened. It just, like, cut off. <sighs> Anywho, I don't remember what I was saying. Anyway, I guess the point that I'm trying to make is sometimes, you know, with friendships, I think the most important thing about friendships, especially as you get older, especially as you, um, if you've been friends with somebody for a while, like, both of these friends, like, the one friend that I was in her wedding a couple years ago, we were friends in seventh grade, and we're now 27, so what, how many years is that? It's a long time. Then the other friend, I've known her since I was 17, 18, but we've been friends since we were about 22, 23, so we're talking, like, five or six years now, and we've actually been through a lot as friends, like, you know, but anyway, I just think it's important with friendships to communicate and, you know, also try to understand the friend's perspective. Um, I did kind of confront the friend about the not being in her wedding, but, you know, the answer was something anyway. Um, but yeah, all I'm trying to say is, you know, if anyone's, in, if anybody listening has ever been in my predicament or is in my predicament now and feels like the same thing feels slighted by a friend, just try to remember that this is their big day. This is their wedding. Weddings are stressful enough. And, you know, if you really consider that person a friend, you're still going to support them, you know? But I will say, shit's gonna be a little different, because I also feel like, I don't know, but anyway, definitely, you know, um, I would say friendships as adults with somebody that you've been friends with since you were younger just require more work and more communication. So yeah, so that's it, that's it for what do I know, y'all. Um, thank y'all for listening. <laughs>